What is up, everybody, and welcome back. We are excited to be here. My name is Oscar Barkas, here with the legend to my right, Sam McFadden, known for his affinity of bike helmets. Big bike helmet guy. I am so happy to welcome you guys back to episode 18 of the Fantasy Fo- SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. We, Like I mentioned before, we're so excited to be back. I know we kind of cut off short at the end of last season. It was We were just really busy, um, had tests and stuff, and fantasy was not a priority, but we're back, and it is number one on our list. There are very few times in our lives where fantasy takes a back seat. That just happened to be one of them. I, I don't think that'll happen again anytime soon. Uh, hopefully, we can do a couple of these off-season episodes uh, here before the next season starts. Um, and I'm just excited to, to let you guys listen to us ramble on. <laughs> yeah, we uh, are planning on doing a few just random episodes from time to time as the off season goes, just to talk about new things, you know, prepare for the draft, prepare for free agency. And then um, once we get full off season, uh, preseason football's back on, we'll start doing weekly episodes again. Um, so today we are going to open with a few quick questions and then some short news and then just kind of mention stuff we want to talk about. So let's get into those quick questions. Sam, you want to ask me yours? Yeah, I got one um, real quick. Sona, we have a we have the NFL draft coming up really yep. soon as well as free agency. It's we an do. exciting time for the off. It's the most exciting time in the off season right now. Um, there's a lot of speculation. I know Melvin Gordon uh, just kind of said he's testing the free agent market. Huge shocker. So, what te- What in what world is it a better solution to a running back problem to sign a running back like Melvin Gordon as opposed to drafting one of the four or five really talented running backs in the first couple of rounds of the NFL draft? Almost never. That's Almost, what I was thinking. Yeah. So, running backs, it's been brought up in studies over and over almost never live up to their second contract it always ends up being a team killer i mean look at the cowboys in their cap space right now the rams mm-hmm. in their cap space even the cardinals are regretting that david johnson deal so hard yep um i think that a situation where it might apply could be this year uh as a texans fan i think that i'd rather the texans go out and sign Maybe not a top tier free agent, but just another free agent. Um, right, but I think that's more because draft capital is not something that the Texans have a lot of this none, season, especially none. in the early rounds. They don't have a first round pick. Their first pick is uh, later in the second round, and if they use that on a running back, I will be extremely angry. with all of the holes that they have on defense. That's yeah. just a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, um, um, I I think with running backs, especially in this league. A lot of people get tied down, and the players, they deserve money for their play. But it just, maybe more so than any other position, it just doesn't make any sense to keep these guys around. It just doesn't work out. The peak age for a running back is somewhere between 24 and 26 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And that age is getting younger and younger as running backs enter the draft at younger and younger ages. Right. so it's it's just hard to go out and pay someone tw- that's 26 or 7 plus uh, 
for a contract that's like ten plus million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, but and running yeah, backs get hurt a ton. Yeah, that's the most. Look at David position. Johnson. You pay a guy a ton of or Todd Gurley injuries. Yeah, David Johnson. I read a stat the other Rough. day. He has the same career stats as someone that we haven't talked about as fantasy relevant in about what three years. His name is Isaiah Crowell. And same oh, career man. stats. And this is not totally on David Johnson because he entered the NFL late. Bruce Arians refused to use him. Um, but Isaiah Crowell is also a full calendar year younger than David Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate Isaiah Crowell. You do with a passion. I really do. It used to not be that way. He's just, he's a disappointing person. <laughs> from a football perspective. Isaiah, I'm so sorry. A, from when a when you hear this, I am not in the same position. Um, yeah, Isaiah, go sign with the Texans. We'll see how Oscar likes it. I will love you. Okay. Anyway, what's uh, what's your quick question of the day? My quick question is based on something I heard on a podcast the other day. N- removing fantasy from the perspective. I know that we're a fantasy podcast, but strictly from an NFL skills perspective... How highly would you rank Amari Cooper? Is he a top 10 wide receiver? Oh, he's definitely close. Like, off the top of my head, I'd have to list off wide receiver, like write down a list to iron it out. But if he's not, he's right there. I, I mean, tried. I tried. I was trying really hard to get him out of my top 12, and there's just he's no not. way. He's yeah. not. I mean, yeah, I would he's probably him... a top two or three route runner. Oh, easily. I mean, Hands are iffy. The biggest problem with him is just... Injuries. Well, I- injuries, yeah, but when he's on the field, and I have a lot of... I mean, I've, the last year and a half or so, he's been with the Cowboys. I've been watching every single snap of him. And it's just... He's so great at some times, and then he disappears. Yeah. And if he's and if he's such a good wide receiver, it feels like he shouldn't he be. He should be more like consistent. That. Yeah, I get that. So it just doesn't make any sense. No, but I try. I tried really hard, and I started naming him off, and I could not get past like eight without being like, mm, Amari yeah. Cooper could be eight. So I have no problem saying he's a top ten wide receiver. Okay. I just wanted to guy. see, especially from a Cowboys fan. I wanted. I mean, to see I think in wide receivers, it's better to do tiers. Like, yeah. there's a, a clear tier with like Michael Thomas. Uh, probably Julio Jones is up there. Um, Devontae Adams. Devontae Andre Adams Hopkins. is up there. D, uh, D-Hop. I would Put say that's guys. the top And then tier. there's like a second tier. Uh, and I mean, Amari might be in there. Yeah. Second, I, third I, tier wide, wide receiver. I would put him in the tier with Mike Evans and Keenan Allen and uh, Julian Edelman maybe. I would. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that's his tier. Okay, I just wanted to see. Well, those are the quick questions. Um a quick little news thing I wanted to talk about. I am not super educated on either of these topics, but they do. They are concerning for how the NFL will be played either next year, for sure the following year. Right. Um, and these are the coronavirus and then the new collective bargaining agreement. Um, coronavirus is affecting a lot of sports right now. It, Italy has announced that no professional sports will be played with a fan um Fan base, no, no fans are allowed in the stadium while they're playing, which makes for an eerie sports setting. I it's mean, weird. Uh, and 
I don't very think... Rep- have you seen pictures? Very no, reminiscent of Chargers Stadium. Yeah, no. Chargers won't have a problem already. Chargers <laughs> yeah. fans, you have, a, you have a leg up for once in your yeah. lives. Congratulations, <laughs> Chargers fans. Um, I don't see it affecting the NFL just yet. I mean, there's a couple months before the season starts. So if coronavirus starts to break out more... Um, to my knowledge, it hasn't no, affected it, the U.S. a lot yet. But um, there there are charts that say that we could be effect, affected just as quickly as Italy was. It was like night and day. Um, and sure. so it could... I know that the NFL already has a task force as to how games will be played. They'll right. still be played because money is to be made. Uh, we'll just see if That's fans, the same reason I, I can't imagine... I mean... Making it like Italy did, where um, where there's no fans in the stadiums, is the last resort. Yeah, these owners want that money. Oh, so they're gonna badly. try their hardest to get that, yeah. make that happen. So we'll see if unless it gets unless they're sure that this thing is gonna break out in a bad way in the U.S. I assume games will be played. Yeah. Um, um, the the thing that's gonna be affected the most is like player interactions and like getting signatures and shaking hands with players i think yeah. that that's going to be a, the first step that the nfl is like this can't happen anymore. right right so um, just player and fan interactment in general will be way down um, which is fine i mean we want everyone to be able to stay healthy like, oh my for god sure. so for sure it, that's the if it's a couple thing that matters a couple months of uh of fist bumps instead of high fives i'm cool with that uh, so cool um and then the second thing is the cba and I am not, also not very educated on this, but I've kind of read through. So the the document is 456 pages long. So I've not read through it. Neither have I. <laughs> but I've read through kind of like the key points. And the first thing that's very surprising is the owners are giving back a percentage of earning share to the players. It's like 1.5%. Yeah. Um, which is a lot. It's like $5 billion. It's a lot more than it sounds like. Yeah, fi- it's like $5 billion, which is just crazy money. Maybe not to these old, rich owners, but to the players, it's life-changing money. Um, the second thing is adding a 17th game to the regular season, um, which is a tough topic because a lot of these players are being paid for a rate of 16 games. And the way that the NFL has negotiated it is for that 17th game, if you're still on contract, you're just paid the minimum of a $250,000 salary, which for an Aaron Rodgers or J.J. Watt, some of these people that are very outspoken, is just a ridiculous sum. They they will not play for that money. It's not worth the injuries. Um, And then the last thing, which this is the thing that would change this year, is changing the playoff format and adding two more teams and removing the buy for the second seeded team, mm-hmm. which I don't think is as contentious as a topic. Um, this deal has been pushed to the players. It went past the review board and the president of the players association and every, every step of the way was passed along. And so now every player gets to vote. They get the choice. It's kind of like a, a democratic vote just like we're seeing in the U.S. Well, government. every player gets to vote in the sense that teams have representatives. No, no, the representatives pushed it to the players. Really? That's surprising. Um, but the vote is due March 12th. Got it. Okay, a couple things. 
I think it's worth it to mention that again that this deal it benefits I think monetarily at least uh, a, a large majority of the players in the NFL the guys that are in the league for only a couple years and that watch that league after that they're making uh, the minimum or something like that the minimum raises significantly significantly uh, the players it doesn't like you said, the Aaron Rodgers, the superstars of the league that are making millions and millions every single game, it does not affect them that much. Uh, I think I think in general, a lot of players are apprehensive uh, to get this deal done. First of all, I don't really like how the owners went about it because it seems like it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, There was no talk about it, and then here's the deal. Like Here it is, and... The other thing, the the thing that makes me more angry is the CBA isn't up until next season. Right. It's supposed to be negotiated next season. The owners, I think, got this out to make players think about it and kind of stress about it, and then it'll probably get reevaluated next season. Right, yeah, and if it doesn't, um, if they don't come to it, uh, if they don't agree to this deal, it will not be discussed further until after the next season. Mm-hmm. So and if they March don't, twelfth, yeah. which is a week from today, right? Uh, if they do not come to a conclusion, if the answer is no, or it comes to an impasse, it's going to next season, right? Um, the seventeenth game is really tough. The playoff thing, I think, is great. I'm yeah. totally fine oh, with that. I don't huge. think people have a huge problem with that um, because it's not really adding another game. No, um, it's it's. I think it makes the playoffs better. I think the fans love it. I think the players will be fine with it. I think it's good. More for competitive. Everybody. Um, the problem is for the players. This seventeenth game, it's been um, it's been put on the table before. Last time they're doing the CBA, I think they won eighteen games actually. Uh, so seventeen now, and if they give up this extra game, that's that's the that's cards. their that's yeah. their chip. That's what they yeah. have to bargain with. So if this is if this is really what they think they can get. I mean that's t- it's it's hard to quantify it's what a, so what a seventeenth game is worth. Um, a lot of uh, former players and a lot of players that are in there now uh, have come out and said that uh, no matter how uh, much practice you take, which is part of the deal that they would practice less and do a, do less preseason games and stuff like that, no matter how much stuff you take out like that, it's not going to equal uh, uh, real-time uh, extra game. So um, it's just... Is it worth you? Is it worth you getting hurt in a in an extra game, uh, getting paid, getting paid a little bit more money? Yeah, um, I, I don't know the answer to that question, um, and I really don't think that's going to affect. I mean, if the players decide to sign it, great. We're football's on. Football's on this season, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it'll probably get passed the next season, and there could be a holdout because of that next season. Maybe yeah. Um, I don't think he'd sign though. I think yeah. they. I think they reject it. Yeah, and I, to next I agree. Season. Well, those are the two things that I want to talk about. There's been a ton of news this off season. Obviously, we haven't shot the podcast in months. five months. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to get back to it, but we didn't want to overwhelm you with news. Instead, we're going to talk about what we think is important and some situations we want to monitor going into the off season. Right. Um, so this is the second segment is stuff we want to talk about. Sam, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first point, this is, I feel like this should be an important thing for every football fan, uh, certainly every fantasy football fan. 
Oh it's about God. Jameis Winston. And in parentheses on this bullet point, I have don't ruin a good thing. Please, Bruce. Because Jameis Winston is so fun to so watch. So much fun to watch. So fun. So much you can, fun to you watch. Can, we can debate all day whether or not he is a good enough quarterback uh, to be starting, uh, a good enough quarterback to win you games, uh, and, if, and how big an issue the interceptions are. But he's fun to watch. He is, and he is the best possible quarterback for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Absolutely. Absolutely. From a fantasy perspective, there's not a better situation out there for those guys. Uh-uh. My other point is, for Bruce Arians, what quarterback are they going to bring in? Which quarterback is better? To to, to improve. To yeah. improve things. Philip Rivers? No. Is that going to make the I, Buccaneers I think, better? I think the other no. option... I think the option that they're considering the highest is Teddy Bridgewater. But... That's not the style of football that Bruce Arians wants to play. No. He wants a guy that can chuck it down the field, and the only guy that I'm very confident in who's able to do that is Jameis Winston. Bring him back. Bring him back on a cheaper deal. He'll sign a cheaper deal. Well, now if we're trying to just let things fly, maybe we should just bring the Red Rocket in from Cincy okay. and just let him let him let loose. him rip. Yeah, we'll talk um, about Andy in a second. Uh, but I mean, Jameis Winston. Personally, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I, I think that he gives you opportunities to win. His ceiling is a top five yeah, quarterback. Yeah, no, he can top be eight. great. It's just... We'll see. And Teddy Bridgewater, if you watch, I mean, watch him in the five games that he started mm-hmm. last year, it was it was Michael Thomas feasting. Yep. And Alvin I, Kamara I, feasting five yards yeah, from the line. I love Teddy Bridgewater. And I think that he's a smart quarterback, and he's good for team chemistry. And I think that... If he's not with the Saints next year, whichever team that he's on is going to be glad that they signed him, except for the Buccaneers, because Bruce Arians wants the quarterback that can chuck it down the field to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and that's Jameis. And he had so many surgeries this offseason. He is like a cyborg. He he tweaked his shoulder, and he uh, got LASIK eye surgery. Yeah. He is coming in hot, and I'm excited. He'll be on my radar to draft in the late round. For all we know, his eyesight was so bad he was seeing two of every play. That's why he was throwing interceptions. You never know. You never I'm, know. I'm not going to believe that, but also I'm excited. I, God, please bring him back, Bruce. Please. I think there's I, – I just – where the Bucks are right now, I don't think there's any harm in signing, this, in signing Jameis to a two-year deal. Yeah, two-year deal – for what, eighteen to twenty million dollars a year? Yeah, he's still like twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's some, there's enough good. I there's, you, I see enough good in Jameis Winston that it's not time to end that. No, uh, and if they're scared about him, maybe think about drafting a Justin Herbert or Jordan Love. Not super in on either of those guys, but. Maybe bring someone in to compete with him. Maybe train under him. And if you're like a year or two from now, Jameis is not the answer, then transition. Yeah. I, he should be back next year. All right. My uh, my next thing that I'm going to talk about, I'm actually going to do my next two in a row so that we can get to yours last because I Ooh. think yours is a important yeah. piece to end on. Um, but my first one is where Tua goes. Uh Everyone knows Joe Burrow. I think that 
pretty much every football fan in America, every team, every executive knows Joe Burrow's going number one to Cincinnati. Right. Um, Andy Dalton's already been put on the trade block. Teams have started shooting trade offers for him. Um, The thing that I want to talk about is how it affects some of the other quarterbacks in potential landing spaces. So the the one that everyone's talked about is the Dolphins, um, who have Ryan Fitzpatrick in place. He's coming back. He wants to be back. The team wants him back. And I personally, I think that that's the best landing spot for Tua to get healthy and learn some stuff behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. But he's also pro-ready and ready to step in whenever. But the Dolphins have talked about Justin Herbert. They're really in on him. Um, And then some other teams, the Chargers, the Panthers have even, not really, but the Cowboys have had some people talk to Tua, um, how it affects these situations. Okay, the teams that I think Tua could possibly end up on is shortlist. I mean, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Chargers, I mean, I guess wild card Lions. Yeah. Wild card Lions, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think more than likely... If there's a trade-up to get to it, it's with the Lions as they move back yeah. later in the top 10 picks. Uh, I think that's a very likely situation. Um, and in fact, if the Panthers or Chargers get to it, that's how they do it, yeah. to the third pick. Uh, if Tua goes to the Dolphins, all is well. Ryan Fitzpatrick probably starts the season as a starter, plays three games, throws five picks in the third game, <laughs> and Tua comes in and starts, and you know they go and they go about their merry lives. Um, it's... With the Chargers, I think it's pretty much the same story. I think Tyrod Tyrod starts and uh, he plays for four or five games. I mean, he might. I mean, he'll probably play like half the season because yeah. uh, Tyrod really doesn't turn the ball over no. a lot. And uh, but I but I mean, Eventually we were talking about this earlier before the show started. If someone, if whoever drafts Tua, Tua will be starting. Before the halfway th- yeah. point through the People season. talked about him as the most pro-ready it's quarterback just, in this generation. Yeah. Um, um, and before then the injuries. to the Panthers, the Panthers is the one that's a little interesting. And we'll talk about the Panthers uh, a lot more uh, and a little bit later in the pod. But with Cam there, and they've already said that they're going ahead with Cam as the starter. Uh, I guess if they were to draft Tua, I would assume they trade Cam. Oh, for sure. I think uh, that if the plan is to draft Tua, they trade Cam before the draft. Yeah. Otherwise, his value kind of tanks. Right. Which I personally, I don't think they're going after Tua. Like I, I think I, that I, I don't really know what the situation is. We're going to talk about. How, I don't. I don't know why. I don't know Panthers why they would come out and say that they're going ahead with Cam to to spice up the trade value to to make teams want him more. I don't um, think that works because then they're still because then what? So no team calls him on Cam, and then it gets to draft time, and you're like, okay, well let's try and trade Cam before in the last yeah. hours before the draft. Like I, the Panthers are boxing themselves in here. I agree. Saying stuff and like I that. read so Matthew Barry um, releases a kind of twenty-ish nuggets that he learned from the NFL Combine. And it's about current players. It's about how teams feel about their current situation. And one of the things he talked about was there are whisperings that the Panthers are not in on Cam Newton. Um, 
which is not shocking. They just no, yeah. they shouldn't come out and say anything. Either stick with him and be happy about it, or don't stick with him and say he's on the trade block. Yeah. Start calling teams. Stop playing these games. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like there's as as like like the percentage chance that it helps them in getting more for Cam is the same percentage that it screws them over and they're stuck yep. with them. So uh, the last team that I want to mention in the Tua sweepstakes is the Colts. Colts rarely trade up. Uh, Chris Ballard is a very anti. He he loves collecting his assets and moving down. Um, but they do have a lot of assets now, and if they feel like two is the guy, I think that they'll probably move up and get him. It kind of they're another team that's being kind of secretive. I like the way they're doing it. They're they're being secretive about the way they are moving in the quarterback market because uh, Jacoby Brissett's still on contract. And if they want to draft Tua, Jacoby is probably a good option to kind of sit in front of him for a little bit of the season. But they've also kind of, there have been inklings towards uh, linking the Colts with Philip Rivers. I've heard. I've heard. I mean, they're linked to Philip Rivers. They've talked about Andy Dalton. They've talked to the Bengals for yeah. sure. Um, and I've heard uh, talks about uh, Nick Foles. I have heard talks about Nick Foles. We'll get to Nick Foles in a second, but. Um, I think that they're probably the least likely out of those four teams to draft Tua just the for way sure. that their team is set up. But for sure. it's a good offensive line for Tua to play behind. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about, we already kind of talked about Melvin Gordon, but it's the Chargers running back scenario. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, both are free agents. Uh, I think the Chargers really want Eckler back. Uh-huh. I think that they are all but done with Melvin Gordon. I mean, Melvin Gordon, didn't he already say that he was going to test free agency? Yeah, yeah. so we talked about yeah. the beginning of the pod. Uh, He's testing free agency. I think, I think his tenure with the Chargers is over. He'll go somewhere else. I mean, the Chargers are not going to offer him his biggest offer out of all the teams, and he's made it pretty clear that he, what he's looking for is money. Yeah. So he'll be with uh, someone else, the Bucks or someone. We'll, we'll see. I, I just am unsure about how much teams are going to offer him. Mm. I So we talked about p- potential of the Texans signing a, a uh, free agent running back. If it's Melvin Gordon, I think that the deal should be max seven or eight million dollars a year. Someone will offer him more. Um, I bet. So I mean, there I'm are a unsure. There, there are a lot of stupid. There are a lot people. of stupid teams, but there are also not a whole lot of open running back rooms, wide open. It's the Texans and the Bucks, and then every almost every other team has somewhat the Falcons. But the Falcons don't. Even the Falcons it. don't. Have, they're not going to release uh, Devonta Freeman to. Pay Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um, we'll Miami. See. Don't do it. Miami Dolphins. There you go. Uh, there are plenty of opportunities for teams to get stupid with Melvin Gordon. Um, Austin Eckler, though, I think he'll be with the Chargers. I don't think I don't know why he would leave. I think the Chargers are willing to offer him a pretty good amount of money. Yeah. Um, it's and a great situation. He had a great time this last yeah. year, so. Um, as far as his fantasy outlook goes, I'm all in. I think that he, he's not a top five running back like he was last year. No. But I'm just because of the way his touchdowns fell, I mean, he scored way more than he should have based on the touches. But I also think that he's going to receive more touches this year. I think that he's a 
low end wide receiver one or or running back one or high end running back two, especially in a half PPR or full PPR league. That's about where I put him. Um, I think, closer to the back of the second round. Yeah. Yep. Top of the third, depending on where the rookie running backs end up. I think that the Chargers are happy with him. I think that they're going to bring in someone else. There's just no way that he's the only guy in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Justin Jackson's also a free agent, but I think that there's a good chance that they re-sign him also. Yep. If not, they may look the way of Carlos Hyde. You know, mm-hmm. a, a veteran running back. I, I don't think that they're going to spend high draft capital on a, on another running back. I don't think so. Um, to close the thoughts on Austin Eckler, going back to Matthew Berry's uh, article, he talked about how the Chargers are confident in Austin Eckler receiving somewhere between 17 to 20 touches a game, which is right there in that running it's back beautiful. one. Yeah, that's all you need. Conversation. Um, with a lot of it being how they used him last year, out of the slot, receiving passes out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's kind of my feelings. Okay. Uh, and then... To wrap up the stuff we want to talk about here uh, is a bit of a bigger point. Um, I just think it's about that time of year that we can look through um, teams that, well, are frankly, stupid. team teams that are are making mistakes, teams that are being are stupid, either run in a stupid way or have made a couple bad mistakes. Uh, some some are good teams that have made some stupid mistakes. Some are bad teams that are just run really poorly. Um, so first team we'll talk about is the Cowboys um, and their big offseason. Um, first of all, most teams are waiting until the CBA to get their deals done. Yeah, you um, can't. Yeah, which is like the way things go. It's the way things go. It's not that big an issue if your team hasn't signed your big free big free agent yet. That's not something to worry about yet. Um, however, the Cowboys are in a bit of a pickle here because they have three huge free agents in Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Byron Jones um, that they that are uh, looking for new big deals. Um, Dak Prescott will will be the highest paid quarterback uh, in the league after this deal. Byron Jones will probably be the highest paid cornerback in the league after this deal, and Amari Cooper will probably be the highest paid wide receiver after this deal. And so, can the Cowboys afford them? Uh, all three, no. And why is um, that? Well, I'll get to that. Hold on, mister. Try not to get too big a smile on your face. <laughs> uh, I'm just happy because this the brings next us, team we're going to talk this, about is the Texans. This brings us so. to the problems. The Cowboys have a ton of talent on their team. Uh, people have been saying for years we haven't been, uh, they haven't been able to put it together, which is uh, a whole can of worms on its own. But they can, they're shooting themselves in the foot in the way that they do their contracts. Yep. Last year, they uh, they signed Jalen Smith to a big deal. $54 million. linebacker, can't it, cover. Can't which cover. Is, which is a hard position to pay. Good player. Great player. Love Jalen. However, if they didn't pay him, they'd have a little more money to go around here. On three on Dak, Amari, and Byron Jones, who I think are more important to they the play success the, of the Cowboys. They play the three most impactful players uh, positions in football besides... Maybe left tackle. Um, well, sure. I Defensive lineman is up there. But um, the second mistake, Ezekiel Elliott, great running back, 
However, we've just spent all this time talking about how running backs do not last, and it's hard to give them their second contract. Especially when it lasts for Especially eight years. Especially when it's a seven or eight year deal for a ton of money. Dollars. Um, so, you know, when they could have drafted a running back. In yeah. this draft, or the last you draft, know, or any draft. Jonathan Taylor, or DeAndre Swift. Or they could have done what, or, I, what I said, what I've been saying for years, and just not drafted Zeke Elliott. Drafted, I don't know, a Jalen Ramsey, and then gotten a running back later. That's ne- neither here nor there. That's further back that I'm trying to talk about. But you see how these, these mistakes, these simple contract mistakes, uh, you, you get so bogged down in trying to keep your guys that it can screw you over later in the deal. The other thing I want to talk about the Cowboys really quick, uh, I thought about having it as my quick question, but I decided to move it down to here, is everyone, like, the Cowboys are going to sign Dak. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think the general consensus is that Amari gets signed and Byron Jones walks. Yep. Probably to the Eagles. Eagles, Redskins. Someone like that. Probably someone in the division, most likely. Um, Giants. I mean, all three of those teams. Need- would it be worth it to entertain the idea of keeping Byron Jones as opposed to Amari Cooper? No. No. Okay. Because my only thought is you keep Byron Jones and you draft a wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, because Only because of the timing. This wide receiver draft is nuts. And sure, it would set you back a year... Uh, or two, uh, and the person you draft probably is not as good as uh, Amari Cooper. But I think I like our chances a little bit better at drafting a wide receiver this than year drafting than drafting a, corner. a cornerback. Yeah, um, not to mention our <laughs> our defense is worse than our offense. Yeah, way worse. Um, especially after signing Dak and potentially Amari, the Cowboys are going to be one of the most offensive heavy teams as far as contracts go in the league right my argument is the cowboys have been one of the best drafting teams in the last 10 years which kind of pains me to say but and they've been lucky they've been lucky uh jerry jones had to be talked out of drafting johnny manziel over zach martin he also fell into dak prescott but the Cowboys have done well drafting, and I think that they're going to continue to do pretty well drafting. And as good as this wide receiver draft is, what first year wide receivers, rookie wide receivers, are almost never good. It's it's it takes a long time for them to kind of get into the groove. Look at all the good wide receivers from last year, with the exception of Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown, and Debo Samuel, and some of these other guys hit it big in the second leg of the season. And I think that this is one of those years where, especially after paying Dak Prescott and Amari, the Cowboys are going to be a Super Bowl contender. They have to be a Super Bowl contender, the way the team is stacked up. Also, Amari is so impactful to Dak Prescott. Having him on versus off the field... It's crazy difference in his QBR, in his touchdown to interception ratio. I mean, every stat pretty much. Sure. Yeah, the offense, the offense, he absolutely the offense. transformed when he arrived. Um, I think the argument is Michael Gallup has made some strides. He's he's looked good in his second year. Should look even better next year. Mm-hmm. If you draft a rookie wide receiver, maybe he's the number one, and then the the rookie is the number two. But I think. 
Amari is so impactful to the team, you can't let him walk. And as good as Byron Jones is, um, I think that that's my answer. Sure, and I think it's my answer too. I just think, uh, and I don't think it's that bold a thing to say, I think Byron Jones is a better corner than Amari is a wide receiver. Yeah, um, yeah, I we think, talked about I Amari. think he's a top, I think Byron Jones is a top five corner. And we talked about Amari as top ten, uh, maybe. And Amari's great. Um, it's just uh, the Cowboys have not done a very good job of breaking up their contracts. They've they've done an awful job with Dax. They could have paid him before last the last season, season and paid him much less than they are going to have to now. But they've just been twiddling their thumbs. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's, it's tough. tough. Uh, and they're and, not even going to be able to the sign. Is, they're not even going to sign Robert Quinn back, which is a yeah, it's just a shame. And uh, so I guess the moral of the story is don't overpay uh, positions that aren't that important. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot to be in. Um, we'll move into the next team, the Texans. I wish that the Cowboys' problem was our problem because then at least we'd have a lot of talent on the team. And we do. I mean, Deshaun Watson's a top three quarterback, in my opinion. Top five at the worst. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Will Fuller, if he can stay healthy. Just traded for Laramie Tunzel, J.J. Watt. You know, we've got a good collection of talent, but besides those guys, we have nothing. And we've we've made some stupid trades. Davion Clowney was a stupid trade. Laramie Tunzel, you can make any argument. We should have paid him when when we made the trade because yeah. now he's going to hold out until he gets the biggest contract for a left tackle in the league. Yeah, and that's going to be a lot of money. And he is your only offensive t- offensive lineman that's like really good. Your off- the offensive line was better last year, but still not great. Uh, the de- that defense has so many holes, plenty of holes in it. Um, so many holes. So I mean. And you guys are just losing more defensive free agents this year. Uh, DJ Reader's uh, gonna walk, so it's Bradley Roby's probably gonna Bradley Roby's gonna probably walk. So it'll be interesting to see what the uh, how active the Texans are in free agency. Yeah, maybe um, uh, uh, what's his face out of Denver? Um, uh, Justin Simmons. No, 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 the corner. Um, oh, Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris Jr. Maybe someone like that. I was hoping um, that we we'll would trade the Jags for AJ Boye, which Denver just did. But that means Chris Harris is mostly gone, mm-hmm. and I think that the Texans should be very active. Yeah, in- and Chris Harris is only like 26, 25. He's young. He's still really good. He's so good. Uh, so that would be a great addition to that defense. Um, but it does but, kind of need an overall. Oh, uh, my God. Over, all, all the way almost through. Almost all the way through, yeah. Yeah. Besides J.J. Um, Watt and Whitney Merciless, Justin Reed, yeah. There's a couple of good pieces there, for sure. Uh, um, it's just there's a lot of nothing. Nothing, yeah. Yep. So, uh, and, I mean, there's – Bill O'Brien is a guy you can blame that's, for, that's for a lot of that That's what I was going to say, yeah. It all uh, comes back to Bill O'Brien, and he who we just he made just, – He just seems to keep on getting more and more power within the organization. We just made him our general manager, which yeah, is see. so stupid. I wrote in parentheses – just man because the texans oh i don't know what happened in the changing of the guard once bob mcnair died cal mcnair is our new owner he was bob's son and i guess he just really likes bill o'brien say what you want about him as a coach i don't think he's super talented but 
He absolutely should not be our general manager. And the way our team is set up, I'm so sorry, Deshaun Watson. You will never win a title with us. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. And, on the, and also, drafting-wise, the Texans have not been the best. I'm thinking specifically with O-linemen. They've I mean, tried... How we could have traded up a little bit and drafted Andre Dillard, who looks like the left tackle of the future in Philadelphia, and instead sat on our butts and drafted Titus Howard, who might not even be a starting tackle for us next year. Yeah, something like that. It's, they, the Texans just missed a lot on a position that might be their worst. Uh, and the most and important, it's, considering it's, we have it's only, a generational talent. It's only uh, it's only hurt it's only hurt uh, the Texans. So. Until I don't know. Until I, Bill, my my stance on the Texans is the same as my stance on the Cowboys. For the Cowboys, until Jerry Jones is dead and gone, I don't think that the Cowboys are a realistic competitor, a realistic contender. The Texans have just shot themselves in the foot again and again with Bill O'Brien, and as much as he's done for the team, you know, pieced together great seasons from horrible quarterbacks. He is not the answer, especially a general manager. And until he's gone, the Texans are... We're not going to blow it up, and we should blow it up and just rebuild for a year or two. And it's... I'm angry, but let's move on. Uh, we got a few more teams to talk about. The Panthers, Jags, and Chargers specifically. They all are kind of in the same boat. They've got a lot of money tied up in a few guys don't really know if they're blowing it up or not well okay the panthers are confusing the panthers the panther okay first of all they're the losing, most confusing of the three they're sure. losing a ton of uh defensive free agents their defense is going to be much worse than it was last year which yeah. is saying quite a bit their defense was awful and um, which is crazy considering they had one of the best front sevens and james radbury who's one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the league right and still put together a bad season James Bradbury is going to be gone. A lot of that front seven is going to be gone. We're going to see. Right. Um, which leads me to believe uh, they have a new, they, also they have a new head coach. All these things leading me to believe that they are going into a rebuild. They're going to tear it down. They're going to try and rebuild it. Then they come out uh, yesterday or two days ago, whenever it was, and trade Trey Turner, who's uh, Great young one of the guard. best guards in the league and super young and on a deal that is super manageable for, for one of the best for guards. For at least in the a year more. Uh, for two years, he's only getting paid a tiny bit over $10 million each of the uh, next two years. Yeah, what I mean is at least a year more because generally in the NFL these days, at the, at the point of the last year of your contract, you're negotiating. Sure. That's in the future. That's too far to think about for the Panthers right now. Too far. And who'd they trade him for? They traded him for none other than Russell Okun from the from the Chargers. Who great, pretty good, pretty good uh, left tackle. Left tackle. Um, and they needed a left. But, they wanted a left tackle, so good for them for getting it. But he's been hurt. He's, he's significantly 32, older than Trey Turner, and he and needs he's, a new deal. And he's gonna get. Paid. They're gonna have to pay him a lot of money. Now they'll have the money, but is that where you want to be putting it? Probably not. Um, so it's just which, and this is a trade that is not made by a team that's rebuilding. I, no, the the trade should have been trade Trey Turner to a team like the Texans for picks for for picks or young our, players. Our final remaining pick in the in the first three rounds of this draft. Sure, 
Yeah, get uh, or trade someone else for a first rounder because you could have absolutely gotten a first rounder for Trey Turner. Um, but instead, you get Larry Mitton. It's just very confusing. Not a good trade in my, not a great mm-hmm. trade in my Russell opinion. Russell yeah. Yeah, yeah, not a great trade in my opinion. Uh, and it's on just, top of that, we've already talked about it. What the hell are they doing with Cam Newton? Yeah, they. I don't think they know what they're doing with Cam yeah. Newton. To be honest with you, also the word around the league, a, a lot of people have been uh, whispering that. Almost everyone besides basically DJ Moore and um, oh, who was the other player? The linebacker out of Florida. Brian, State. Burns, Brian Burns are are on the bl- trading block. That is not a the team who knows team. what they're doing. The entire team. That is not a team that knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's just very confusing. So um, the the lesson to be learned from the Panthers is have a plan, lay something out, and the reason why I said you uh, you mentioned. Uh, Two years down the road for Trey Turner, having to give him a cent. The reason I said that that's too far in the future is because I don't think the Panthers are looking to the future at all. No, which, I think which they're sucks just blindly because making moves. They just hired Matt Rule, who's who looks like a good young coach. I think it's a great. But he should have come in with a plan, and that should have been the plan that they're setting forward. And right. That just does not seem like what they're uh, doing. Okay, and then uh, I'll actually skip over the Jags for a second and talk about the Chargers. The Chargers. What I really want to talk about is. Offensive line. Yeah. This is an ex- this is a great example, maybe the best one in the league over the last decade, for why having a serviceable O-line at least. Serviceable. Doesn't have to be, be the best in the league, just top half. Yeah. A look top at, half look at the O-line Rams in the league. Two years ago when they made the Super Bowl. Yeah. Serviceable. Does not have to be fantastic. Um, is so important. It's so major. Because you look at, look at Phillip Rivers and... They had Philip Rivers. There's who, a lot. There's a lot to be said for he's had his own problems. Yeah, he's but been, but he's only had those problems because he's had such a terrible offensive line and had to try and force his team back in bad scenarios. Um, you had Philip Rivers, who is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, top five quarterback in his generation. They had one of the best defenses almost throughout his entire tenure with the team. And they also had some good offensive skill players and still couldn't get it done because they didn't have an offensive line. And that's what makes me so angry about the Texans is they have the clear example sitting in front of them and won't do it. Um, yep. They now have Trey Turner, as you mentioned. Which will help a lot. It's a, I mean, but it's... You if need, they hadn't traded for one. if they hadn't traded for Trey Turner, they would have been adding Laramie Tunes. But it's all the same thing. Russell you only have Russell Okung back. My, my apologies. Uh... You, you only have one one offensive lineman. It's not enough. That that offensive line needs a overhaul. We were talking it about does. before. We were kind of joking before, but guys like Forrest Lamp are not going to cut it. He's just not a good enough football player yeah. to be starting on your team. Yeah, the I mean, Chargers, he's not starting. The Chargers are playing at all. Yeah. The Chargers have a good roster. They should be making the playoffs or at least getting close. Not being in the bottom ten teams. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the overhaul is there. Um, but hopefully, this Trey Turner move is the first of many, and they're building the offensive line for their quarterback of the future to step into. Right. If um, they if they end up uh, not trading forward to get Tua, and they aren't feeling Justin Herbert, I would not be surprised if they traded back a little bit, just a couple picks, and then take an to, to take an offense, take one of the great offensive linemen. There are quite a few. Of them. Uh, what's his name out of Clemson next year? Oh, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. I don't think they'll be high enough in the draft to do that. But 
Um, Regardless. Well, uh, but yeah, there's some, there's plenty of things you can do. So there's there's ways to make it better. But you have to you have to improve that. They've got to make point. a move. Yeah. Okay, on to the Jags, and this one is particularly sad because they've done it for so long, and the Jags, and because they just a couple years ago made it to the AFC Championship. They with Blake Bortles. With Blake Bortles, they looked great. The sky was the limit, and now here they are, one of the worst teams. I'd say they're a bottom five team in the league, personally. Um, yeah, could make that. I, I'd say I'd say there's a pretty good argument for bottom five team in the league and i would put forth that they probably have one of the worst cap situations in the league also definitely out of the bottom five teams they don't have any money they don't have money to sign people yeah why is that bad contracts first of all the reason the jags are so infuriating is they refuse to sign the players that they have that are great jalen ramsey is a great uh uh another one and they have repeatedly instead signed guys that don't make an impact. Andrew Norwell. Blake Bortles. Andrew Norwell. Offensive lineman is a position in general in free agency that uh, the good offensive linemen get paid a ton and are never that good again. They go to any team and they're overpaid. If they're good enough... The team that they were on is going to pay them to stay. Exactly. The, the offensive linemen that make it to free agency are almost never worth to sign at top free agent money. Look at the Bills. Their offensive line was very serviceable last year mm-hmm. because instead of spending all their money on one guy, aka what the Jags did with Andrew Norwell, and what the Raiders did with Trent Brown, yep. Um, what the instead, Texans are about to do with Laramie Tunsil. Instead, they signed like seven or eight guys mm-hmm. to have a rotation and they were so good it worked worked great um yeah it's just, we'll it, see we'll see what the jags do and um, uh the jags i think their o-line is i think their o-line is serviceable personally i think it's not one of their weaker spots and also they i mean last year they got a great second round pick out of uh, Juwan Taylor who's yeah. their right tackle. I think that they I think it's more than likely that they draft another offensive lineman uh, uh pretty early in this draft um with one of their uh first three or four picks. Um I think that I think that the future can be bright for the Jags. It's just for a lot of these team or well Panthers and Chargers no, but certainly the Jags, Texans and Cowboys they've had the same people running it. Yeah, for so long without the result of having a Super Bowl, eventually you have to make a change there. And the Cowboys just brought in Mike McCarthy. Yeah, which is Cowboys finally did it. I'm happy about and it. Texans eventually will. No, Jags eventually will. The Jags, I think, the changing of the guard is soon, especially because they brought in Jay Gruden as their offensive coordinator. He will be their head coach next yeah. season. Um, but oh, also I didn't mention <clears throat> the. The elephant in the room, the Nick Foles contract, eighty-eight million for four years. What the Jags need um, to do, what the the thing that's going to make their team better, because you, like you said, they they can be a good team mm-hmm. in the next few years. They need to unload their bad contracts and not sign new bad contracts. Right. The Jaguars have been so bad co- signing contracts wise, extensions, free agents, all that. I will say, I am extremely pleased with how they've been drafting in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Especially last year. Last year they drafted incredibly. Josh Allen fell into their laps. They got Gardner Mishu late. 
I mean, uh, Juwan Taylor in the second. I think they did phenomenal. One of the best drafts in the, in the league. they need to look at the Cowboys and say, even though we're drafting well, we need to make sure we're allocating our funds towards Absolutely. these players. Because Absolutely. Because the Cowboys are a... And I'm seeing, the, I'm seeing the right things from the Jags right now in this offseason. They they're franchising Yannick Ngakwe to trade him. They which fired is perfect. Tom Coughlin. They fired Tom Coughlin. Thank goodness. Um, uh, they traded... They got good... Uh, Value for uh, Jalen Ramsey. They got a first, another first round pick. Great. They I I let, think uh, Marcel Darius. Marcel walk. Darius walk. I think that they uh, they're shopping Calais Campbell. Uh, Calais Campbell and they're shopping um, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Trade those guys. Get what you can. Yannick Ngakwe will get a will get you a first round pick. No question. We talked. We were talking about earlier. D Ford and uh, Frank Clark last last year got traded for a second round pick and a first round pick respectively. Yangakwe is better than them and younger, younger than them. Yeah. So you can get a good looking, return for that Looking guy. at the returns for these three players just makes me so angry because the Texans could have done the same thing with Jadavion Clowney and mm-hmm. just refused. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Um, we kind of ran through how angry we are with some of these teams. We talked your ear off a little bit. But we think it's important to review the bad decisions some teams make in the hopes that they change their ways and other teams say we're not going to do that right oh i should mention there is a sixth team on the, this list the sixth team uh, is and this is the their own, they're on their own tier um this is this tier is for reserved for teams that have no hope and that are run by a poopy butthole face. yeah uh it's the jets and uh the i'll just put it out there i don't adam Gase. i don't think any team that has adam Gase as the head coach and Adam Gase has more power than just head coach. He has a lot oh, of say in that organization. Nuts. Any organization that gives that much power to Adam Gase will not be a winner. So Jets fans, strap in for the long haul. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to close this, this out with some bold predictions. We won't run through them too much. Um, but we just wanted to s- talk them out before even the offseason started in the hopes that we can uh, maybe get one right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For but, sure. But we didn't do too hot with our bold predictions <laughs> last year, so we'll see how this goes. Not at all. Uh, my first bold take, and I said this almost exactly when the Super Bowl happened, I think Andy Dalton will be a bear to start the season, and I think that he will be their starting quarterback early enough in the season to save their season and lead them to a playoff berth. I love this because... I know for a fact you've been harping on this so much this offseason. You were just adamant that this is going to happen. I know for a fact he's going to get traded to a different team, early like soon, and it's going to dash all that's, those. That's fine. The, the only thing that I want taken out of this is Mitchell Trubisky is a bad quarterback, and the Bears need to bring in someone else. And please make it the Red Rocket. It'd be I've been so saying fun. I've been saying uh, Mitch Trubisky is bad for years. Yeah. He's he's bad. He does he shouldn't be a starting uh, quarterback. However, he will start the season as the starter. He will start, and the I season. think he'll play a, a pretty good amount of the season as the starting. quarterback. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, but I just want this so badly for Allen Robinson. So badly. Yeah, it'd be cool. Never had a good quarterback, and Andy Dalton can maintain a good wide receiver one. Yeah. Which Allen Robinson will be with a better quarterback. Okay, my first bold prediction is Tom Brady to the 49ers, possibly for Jimmy G. In a in a like a sign and trade type of deal with yeah. for Jimmy G. Yeah, uh, a couple things in here. Um, 
I Bill Belichick still has a great relationship with Jimmy G. Um, the reason he tra- he didn't want to trade Jimmy G to the 49ers, but he did uh, because he as I understand Kyle because Shanahan. because he respected Kyle Shanahan and because he liked Jimmy G and he wanted to put him in a position to win games, which he did. Uh, word around town is that the 49ers are seriously thinking about Tom Brady. They're it's not uh, they're doing their due diligence. They're definitely for sure. they're definitely thinking about it. I think they're one of the teams that's uh, more likely to get him if it's not the Patriots. Um, and I think this would make, uh, as far as Tom Brady going to a different team, this makes uh, more sense than a lot of the other. Yeah, options. he grew up in the San Francisco area. Was a 49ers fan when in and the and they Joe have Montana this era. they have this great roster right great now roster. Um, that they could su- the surround him with for him to step into. Yeah, for sure. oh, absolutely. Um, and I think they would have a uh, good chance to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I think every team, and there's like. 13 or 14 with a quarterback issue is going to do their due diligence on Tom Brady. Sure. But I think the only realistic options right now are the Patriots, who are the odds on favorite right now in the sports books, um, or the Titans or the 49ers. And I think for Brady, the best scenario is the 49ers. But, Definitely. Um, uh, and I think. Other than the. And in this deal, the Patriots get what they want. Uh, Jimmy G was drafted to be the backup, uh, to and be the a, heir, to the heir apparent. apparent, and um, they would get him back and go about their go about their day. There's a whole other. Talking about the Patriots, a whole other can of worms for next season, how they're going to repair this team uh, to try and compete next year. Uh, I don't doubt they'll do it, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do it. Yeah, I think that. Any of these teams that Brady is seriously thinking about, be it the Titans or 49ers, the Patriots are going to try and work in a sign-and-trade for either Ryan Tannehill or Jimmy G right. or I don't I don't know where else he'll go, but um, I think that that'll probably be the case, bringing a veteran for Bill O'Brien to work with. Um, next, we're going to do our AFC and NFC Championship predictions. I don't really want to do a Super Bowl prediction because that can be a little volatile, but... Predicting the championship games, for the most part, has been pretty easy over the years. No one would have guessed the Titans, but um, you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. All right. So my AFC championship is the Colts versus the Chiefs. I think if anyone puts a team other than the Chiefs in the AFC championship, they're stupid, but we could be completely wrong about that. Um, And my kind of note my asterisk on the Colts is that they need a quarterback in there and it should be Philip Rivers. I think that that he's the best available option uh, for what that team's trying to do. And my NFC championship is the Rams versus the Saints, which I think would be a really good narrative replay that last minute uh, horrible officiating um, Saints I hope the Saints win the Super Bowl this year just to close out a wonderful career for Drew Brees. Um, And I think that the Rams are going to be a lot better this year than they were last year. Okay, uh, before I get to mine, just a couple things. Personally, I'm much lower on Phillip Rivers. I don't think that he is that great anymore. Uh, I'm not sure that he's their best option. I don't think there's... I think it's, I mean... There's a lot of debate whether or not, or how much of Philip Rivers' problems are his own compared to problems uh, of surrounding over him. Over the years, and I think a lot of them are it, his own. It has been his own, but he is I've, not a. He does not protect the ball. Yeah, we'll agree to disagree. Um, and I, the Rams, 
I don't think they're going to be good enough. But um, I do agree it would be a great NFC championship. <laughs> it would be awesome. They're in a tough spot financially, but they always seem to figure it out. And I think that Sean McVay has been kind of been shocked into realizing he can't keep doing the same thing over and over. He's got to be creative. New system every year. Um, I think that they'll be a much better team. Sure. Uh, I do agree with that. Um, all right, my AFC championship um, is the Chiefs versus the Bills. I thought, I I'd, get, I thought I'd get. I thought I'd get really bold with this one. Um, the Bill. The reason I say it's really bold is because of Josh Allen. It's. I mean, I think he's a good quarterback, but whether or not he's good enough to take a team yeah, far Phillip in the playoffs. Philip Rivers is, is too turnover prone. Uh, I think. I think. I think. Josh Allen brings more to the table than Philip Rivers. Oh yeah, probably. Um, so. You know, I I think the Bills are super fun to watch. I like the Bills. So much um, fun. I think that game might be pretty fun. Uh, yeah, that's the Bills have a great defense. They, so, they played each other well this year. Yeah, so I think that would be really fun. Um, I think the Bills will be better than they were last year for sure. Um, I think that that team makes acquisitions so well. Um, so excited about that. My NFC Championship is the Seahawks versus the Cowboys. You Homer. Just hey, I'm listen. You asked for bold predictions. I give you bold predictions. The cool thing about this is it would be what should have happened in twenty. What was it? Fourteen Descada game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this should have been the matchup. Yeah, but uh, I think the Seahawks will be even better than they were this past year. Oh my God! Yeah, hopefully um, surround Russell Wilson with talent, please. Yeah, and, and the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys. I mean, it's a bit overplayed, but they have all the talent. Just got to put together. If they can do that, I think they can be great. Uh, I disagree. I think they can be serious contenders. Uh, and then, last little tidbit, a uh, little extra bold take: the Bucks are making it to the playoffs this year. And then they're going to lose in the first round, but they're going to make it. I Snap don't disagree. I think I. Uh, I think that they'll be pretty good next year. And it's going to be with Jameis Winston. I sure hope so. And then he's going to get. They're going to sign him to a two-year deal. He's going to get him to the playoffs, and then they're going to sign him to a bigger deal. And then they'll regret it. <laughs> and then they'll regret it, yeah. But it'll be a glorious year or two. Oh, it will. So. It'll be, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. Um, we really appreciate you guys coming back to us. I know that we were a little disappointing this last end of last year. Um, but we really do love you guys and uh, glad to be back. Absolutely. And uh, we will see you guys before too long. Uh, with another edition of the podcast uh, please feel free to reach out to us um, over twitter at SOS Fantasy Pod. we'd love to talk to you guys if you have any questions or anything we're always uh, we're always happy to uh, answer and we will be getting our interactions up this year I know that twitter hasn't been super active but we're going to start releasing rankings every week and we would love to answer any questions um we have a lot of big things coming this year. It's going to be a great year for the pod, and we're excited to share it with you. Um, and don't so. forget to share us with your friends. Absolutely. See you all soon.